Hello, hello. My friends, the summer is ending. So sad. The season of life is sort of changing. The weather is always changing, but our call to holiness remains the same. Paul writes to us in Ephesians 1:4 and says, even before he created the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. We are made holy to be set apart. But like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> I don't have all the answers, but I want to share a little bit about what this reflection has meant to me these past few weeks. We are made to be holy, y'all. Let's talk about holiness. Holiness is one of those things that is hard for me to sometimes wrap my head around because sometimes in my mind I try to make it almost like always a yes or no. That either I am holy or I'm not holy. And so I can speak the truth that I know that Jesus has made me holy, that Jesus has declared me holy. But then there's also this idea of like, I do things that are unholy. And then it comes down to this idea, I think, of like trying to convince myself and redeclare the truth over myself that there is no level that I have to reach. There's no definitive level of holiness, right? Like if I somehow get to the point of going to mass every day and praying an entire rosary and also praying over five people a day, then am I holy, right? What quota am I putting on myself to put this label on me and then you can continue to put all these little criterias but they're never going to reach what actual holiness is so when I share about holiness I'm not talking about a certain level I'm not talking about a certain conviction in fact I feel like I'm almost talking about just the universal call to say yes to God I think very simply if I could define holiness I would say sinning is saying no to God and holiness is saying yes to God. Sometimes we do it reluctantly. And sometimes we just don't do it. I think that's the other thing that is so hard because I feel like a lot of the times we know what the yes is. Like I know that I shouldn't scream at someone when I'm angry at them. I know that if I have to wait in a long line, I'm supposed to be patient. I know that if my friend is being stupid, I should forgive them. Insert all the like things that we know we should say yes to. But do we? I feel like it's human nature to almost either play the blame game or to make excuses. Oh, like they're, they're called to say yes to that, but, but I, I was busy. Sorry, God. Or just like, oh, but I'm always like this. This is just who I am. I just always react like this. Or oh, I know we're supposed to go to church every Sunday, but um, yeah, God, I just had a really late night and I needed to sleep in. And then, yeah, I just have so much homework. I can't, right? And, and how much we play the game of like, oh, but the rules don't apply to me. And that's where we have to recognize there is a set of standards, but there's never, never a level. We don't have to judge ourselves based on a law right? Not the letter of the law, not the level that we put on ourselves. But God does call us to judge our own souls in the fight of the pursuit of what is good, true, and beautiful. Holiness is the pursuit of what is good, true, and beautiful. And am I working for that or am I working for myself? Am I working for the other? Am I working for myself? 
So simply, am I saying yes to God, even when I don't want to? Or am I making excuses? Am I working my way around it? Am I saying, but no, God, this is just who I am? Or do I actually allow room for the Lord to change me? And I only say all of these reflections because I feel like most of the time I don't. I feel like most of the time I can feel the Lord like stirring a new desire in my heart, whether it's um, to create more space for prayer or to reach out to specific people or to be more intentional when doing homework. And I simply just don't want to sometimes. And I say, oh, but I'm tired. Or, oh, that's that sounds great, but I don't have to, so I won't. And, oh, but you don't understand because... I have to go do this thing in an hour, so I just possibly would not have the time and all the excuses that we make. So are we receiving the call to say yes, and then are we actually saying yes? Are we humbling ourselves to be able to? And I'm definitely no saint, but I'm trying to be, and I just want to be able to share a few stories from these few weeks of ways that I received these calls and ways I tried to say yes, and even ways that I failed. So a few weeks ago now, I had the just blessing of an opportunity to go to an Encounter Ministries summer intensive. If you're not familiar with Encounter Ministries, please look at the work they're doing. It's really powerful and I think really important for the future of the church. But they work a lot in giving actual ministry information based off biblical teaching and church teaching of essentially the spiritual gifts and walking in the spirit. So thing of what is it what does it mean to hear the Father's voice and the actual healing the Lord wants to bring us? Um, formation and praying for physical healing and inner healing um, and just allowing yourself to go deeper in your own heart and recognizing the power that we actually have over the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ. A lot of really cool things that they are working through. And so after a week of that, it was actually the day after the last day of this summer intensive, um, me and my best friend were able to go to this little kids ministry thing we were doing where we got to make crafts with kiddos, which was one of the easiest yeses to the Lord that I could have said, um, that entire week. And our good friend, um, who works at the store came over to us and was asking about, um, where we went and how it was and was sharing with us about, this back pain that she's had for like 20 something years, like almost all her life. And so immediately, right, like my head is going ding, 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 because what did I do this whole week is I received formation and how to pray for physical healing, steps to walk people through, um, trying to figure out if it's linked to any other like condition, right? Like when did it start? Does it have to do with any like stress, tension, unforgiveness you're holding on to? A lot of different things, okay? And so... um, She's sharing about this, and then I don't even have to ask her questions. She continues to talk and share, like, actually, yeah, this back pain started, um, you know, however many years ago when I realized how much, like, I was abandoned by my parents and just some family wounds she's sharing and places she knows she needs to forgive and all of this. It's almost like she's answering all the questions, so I don't even have to, like, go through, I'll say, the formula. Not that there ever is a checklist checklist but just to um gain more I'll say to like assess the client almost if we're thinking about it in a healthcare setting and so she's sharing all this and so um I asked hey can we 
pray for you? Can we pray for healing? And she was super open to it, which was super cool. And so we led her through a few prayers and led her through um, just encouraging her to forgive these people that she felt wounded by. And we prayed over her back and it already started, I think, at a constant pain of maybe like a five out of 10. And we got it down to like a two after a few times praying for it. She wasn't able to touch her toes before, but she was after. Praise be the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, And she just also experienced so much inner healing, like just the most beautiful healing tears um, from being able to forgive these people that she knows she needed to. Um, Me and my friend were even able to invite two of the other workers there to join in the prayer, to invite them into the ministry of serving their beloved friend and boss. And all of it was just so sacred. And all of it truthfully wasn't easy, yes. And so I want to share actually a huge insecurity of mine for a while was... um, I'll say praying for physical healing. I never wanted to even try um, because I just doubted it so much. Um, And I had tried so many times and I think that's why I doubted it. I was probably batting like one for 50 in terms of like seeing a result of praying for physical healing. And so it just like gets really discouraging after a while. And it was the sense of like, Jesus, I know you can do this, but there's some reason why you're not. And the enemy was trying to convince me that the reason was me. And not just, sometimes the Lord just has more for us in our suffering and there's a call for that. But I sometimes forget how much the Lord desires to bring us freedom. And this was something I was reflecting on this week too, of the idea of Jesus Christ doesn't just bring us freedom, but he actually desires and wants to bring us freedom. It's not a reluctant thing. It's not a... um, a formula thing. It's not just like what he does, but he also actually desires and wants that for us. I used this analogy before of any time my dad's side of the family has sort of a family gathering or dinner, um, my dad is always assigned to bring the salad. I don't know if it's something of like, that's the thing he can't mess up, but, or maybe he just does it really well, but he's always the guy who brings the salad, which means he'll buy a bag of lettuce, maybe cut up some carrots or some tomatoes. If he's feeling fancy, put it all in a bowl, cover it up, and then we bring it. So very easy job. And I wouldn't say, and my dad has such a heart for service. And so like, I know he, he wants to love people in it, but I wouldn't say my dad desires or wants or feels a big longing to always prepare the salad. But my aunt, on the other hand, loves to bake. She will bake way too many cookies, probably cookies to feed 50 people when there's only 10 people coming over, send us home with big bags of them. She'll also have a cake made and like two other desserts just in case. And there's this huge desire on her heart to serve people in the way of making desserts. Like she wants to so bad is wants to share this sweet gift with us. And and that's the Lord's desire for all of our hearts to experience freedom. It's not just a reluctant, oh yeah, I'll make the salad because that's what I always do and it'll be nice for them. But actually, like, no, I want to be over the oven for the next two days just making all these desserts so people can experience the abundance of it. It's a firm desire on his heart for our freedom. And by 
activating that mindset by stepping out into faith and just asking, hey, can we pray with you? What's the worst that she could have said? No. Okay. (laughs) That's fine. (laughs) Rejection is okay because the Lord never rejects us. Mm. The Lord never rejects us. But after just saying a tiny yes, we are able to step into a place of miracles. And that's what the Lord wants to work in our lives. Like he wants disciples who aren't afraid of what other people think, but just to be able to step out in boldness and do that. So I'm excited to see where he calls me next um, in terms of the spiritual gifts and how I can be able to share more words with people and enter into more healing with them and just like share more of the Holy Spirit with people. I'm excited to see where that journey continues. But that was just a small yes in my call to holiness. And a small yes to the Lord is just so much more powerful and so much more meaningful than any sort of rejection of the world. If you really compare it, like, so what if, someone doesn't like you like we're made for heaven not for other people's opinions we're made for sainthood that's what holiness is but holiness is also sainthood in the ordinary life brothers and sisters whoever is listening to this you can't have sainthood without the in-between ordinary moments. The extraordinary life of sainthood is actually cultivated, cultivated and grown in the places of the ordinary. The ordinary life is so holy and good. And man, do I forget that. Like holiness for me these past few weeks has been making a fake business plan for a fake business. I'm swamped with fake business (laughs) Um, because it's for an assignment for grad school and entrepreneurship class. That was a call for holiness is sitting down for two days and writing a fake business plan because that's what I was called to. And I might have said yes more reluctantly, but I said yes. And I did for the most part my best work that I could do. Holiness for me has been sometimes waking up earlier than I want to to go on a run when I don't want to because I know the volleyball season is coming up and I know that going on a run that morning is really going to prepare my heart and put it in the best spiritual and mental and emotional state to care for the people that I'm going to see that day. Holiness is inviting people over for dinner all the time and trying to make food for them. Even though I've really never been the best cook, it's just been this summer I've been able to start exploring it and it's been such a gift. Um, But every time I make something, it could be a complete fail. And so we're just riding on. I hope it's good and I hope people don't mind coming to our apartment that doesn't have AC, so it just has a lot of fans going. So I hope they'll survive. Um, Holiness is listening to a friend longer than you might want to just because they want to share. Um, Holiness can be very small, but it doesn't mean it's not meaningful. St. Teresa of Avila has a quote of, know that even God is working among the pots and pans, and I have a sign of that hanging up in our kitchen. Like, sometimes we forget that, like, God wants to cook with us. Like, God wants to do homework with us. Like, God wants to go on a walk with us. Like all our little in-between moments, like 
if we just invite the Father in, like, how much he desires to be with us. Not that he'll reluctantly go, but how much he desires to be with us. That's holiness, inviting the Father into every moment, which I usually do not do ever. I'm lucky if I do it once or twice a day. Man, Lord, open our eyes to see the ways that you are working more and more. I've had just the absolute gift of being able to lead multiple Bible studies and um, theology of the body studies this summer for a large group of my friends. And that was also like an easy yes. It's just something I wanted to do. I knew it would be good for me. I knew other people wanted it. And who cares if I put in a lot of time for that? Like, like that's where I should be putting my time in ways to serve other people. And that was a beautiful yes to holiness this summer. Holiness was driving 16 hours to Tennessee and back to see two of my dear friends get married in the presence of our Lord. Um, And it was just so beautiful. Holiness is talking to strangers at the wedding and befriending them. Holiness is eating a lot of guacamole at a wedding to celebrate friends. It has many different looks to it, but all the same heart. If the heart is fixing our eyes on Jesus, then we can't be led astray because his eyes will truly guide us. And so whatever adventures you've been up to this summer, like I invite you to just reflect on them in light of how they've made you better saints. Because all the things I just mentioned, like leading these Bible studies and theology of the body has given me just the greatest appreciation for the human body and for the Bible study was on the Holy Spirit. So on the Holy Spirit, two things I feel like I've grown more in love with this summer. They've given me a new outlook on leadership. Um, The long drives continue to remind me how much I love to drive, how much I love extended quality time with people, Um, what a gift it is to like get fast food multiple times in a day like it's sort of a luxury and definitely everything in moderation you know but just um, when we were on the road and there was something just so sacred about being in a car like eating Wendy's with all your friends God is even amongst that I think my last story of holiness will not even be anything I've said yes to but a dear friend of mine what she said yes to was hosting me to stay the night so I could sleep over at her place and I wasn't supposed to I was just gonna spend the night with her um and then I was gonna drive back to my apartment um because she only lives like 45 minutes away and she was gonna show me around her little hometown and so she showed me all these beautiful nature areas and we just our hearts just light up when we're together and she's easily one of the most like effortlessly kind friends that I know and um, after our time together when we got back to her house and I was going to leave in my car it was thundering so insanely we got severe thunderstorm warnings it was about to come downpouring and so I decided I would stay the night with her and she was the most 
effortlessly wonderful host right away getting me a toothbrush and everything I need to shower and in the morning making me breakfast and making sure I was all settled and then she even went outside with me and we had little vases and we got to like cut some flowers in our garden and a little bouquet that I got to take home and I was literally I was driving back from this the next morning and and actually was just tearing up at how effortlessly she just loved me. Like love is a choice. I don't have to choose to be kind, to show selflessness to the people around me. But she so effortlessly chose to serve me so fully. My current internship right now is actually at a food pantry and it's a lot about serving people food and I love it and I love it and they are long days and they're hot days and it's carrying a lot of heavy things but I love what we get to do and all the people we get to serve but there are a few times the people who drive by really serve me the ways that they smile at me the ways they affirm my joy one guy drove up and I was checking him in like just had to like take his name and a few things and he smiled right back at me and he said where do you get that smile and I was like I'm just so blessed to be here he was like I'm so glad you are here and I wanted to tear up the little yeses that happen at the food pantry actually change lives there are people who would drive through and actually like hesitate to leave because they're so overwhelmed with gratitude they don't know what to do next they they say thank you like four or five times and they're sort of like shaking as if they don't even know like what to do next we're probably providing family uh food for their entire family this week that they wouldn't have been able to receive otherwise people have been in tears leaving because of how much gratitude they feel And that's only because of a lot of really small yeses. My yeses is just to show up at the hours I'm supposed to be there, sometimes sort out some produce, and then throw some bags of produce in their car. That's, like, that's it. That's all they have to do. Add that on to the 15, 20 volunteers. That's all they have to do. But your little yes actually makes the difference because if no one said yes then nothing would happen but because you're saying yes today to whatever the call is you're actually allowing yourself to be set apart you're allowing yourself to be molded and shaped more like the heart of the father and you're allowing yourself to actually live a life of sainthood And a lot of the saintly life is the ordinary life. So even if you're just saying yes to getting done another assignment because you're a student and that's your station in life, like praise the Lord because you're saying yes to the call of right now. I need to remind myself how important it is not to focus on the call of the future, but the call of right now. The future will come. Today will never happen again. We can only experience the presence of God in the present. So invite yourself to just be more aware of the present. Invite yourself to just say yes. Because cooking is holy. Because homework is holy. Walking is holy. Reading is holy. All in the right context. If your heart 
has a desire to glorify the Lord, you can change the world. And that's what holiness is about. When we say yes to holiness, we can actually change the world. Actually. Y'all, I am a few weeks behind and I have so much more stories to share from you from my last few weeks of this summer. So I will be recording a few more episodes in the meantime, hopefully before the semester starts. And then who knows when I'll be able to record more, but I'm always thankful for your presence. My friends, you are made for greatness, glory, and sainthood. You are unconditionally beloved. Choose holiness. Just say yes. It will amaze you what God will do in your life. Okay, friends. Talk to you soon. Bye.